welcome to Salon Sluice. We hope you enjoy this podcast. We're here to investigate everything that could possibly be talked about in a salon with real clients, with real stories. If you like us, be sure to subscribe. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. I'm I'm good. We're we're hanging in there. We're getting a little bored, but we had a uh, Vino and Van Gogh night last night and we painted so that was actually kind of fun to do we have some cool artwork that's good I took about four naps yesterday that is out of your character so totally I don't sleep but I've been sleeping lately <laughs> oh good 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 you're gonna have trouble going back to your 5 30 nail appointment it's gonna suck it is yeah. going to be horrible today leslie i'm going to tell you about allison watterson and this case pulled at my heartstrings for various reasons but she's actually from north plains oregon it happened just this december right before christmas i actually grew up in hillsboro north plains is adjacent to hillsboro and the weird thing is most of the people that live in North Plains, they really shop in Hillsboro. So while it's not the same city, it's very, very close. And I have family that now lives in North Plains. It's a very small community. They do um, the garlic festival in the summer and they have like garlic ice cream, garlic desserts, garlic food, you know, you can buy everything garlic. So it's a farming community, lots of pastures, but actually a lot of money out there now. Um, I don't think that was maybe the way, I don't remember that when I was a kid growing up, but now there's Pumpkin Ridge Golf Course, and there's a lot of big estates and things out there. So Allison Watterson is 20 years old, and uh, she has a boyfriend. I guess she was dating this boy, Benjamin Hunter Garland. And on December 22nd, which is a Sunday afternoon, she goes missing. Now, what I want to kind of prelude, um, because we're actually going to talk to her mom, which is um, really great, because we're still looking for her. They're still looking for her, and it's an active investigation. And when you um, throw in this whole coronavirus thing, it really kind of puts a damper on things, because she's been doing weekly searches. She's hired a private investigator. I mean, this is very much like, we need to find this girl, Okay. Um, so on December 22nd, this was a Sunday. She had been with Ben since Friday evening. Now you can actually look up the activities that they did, but they basically had been dating for a couple months before this. And the week before December 22nd, she actually had broken up with him. And she said, you know, I hope that you find the, the peace that you need in your life. Um, you've got some issues to deal with and, you know, I just can't do this anymore. We need to go our separate ways. So she kind of broken up with it. Well, they continue to talk. And for whatever reason, she decides that she is going to um, go out for the weekend with him. And I asked the mom, you know, I kind of view her as um, kind of the fixer. You know, she really loved animals. She loved to take care of people. And, and I see her as wanting Ben to feel loved wanting him to feel secure and for whatever reason what I'm doing is not helping but from all accounts he really did treat her well and was kind to her so they go out with their friends uh, they go to a friend's house I should say on Friday night and um, they spend the evening with them she spends the whole weekend away 
And mom doesn't really know where um, she was spending the night necessarily. But here's where the accounts of people seeing her go awry. So on Sunday morning at December 22nd, 1.30 in the morning, there she has a phone, but it's Wi-Fi capable only. So she can't call if she's not in the Wi-Fi. At 1.30 a.m., um, her phone backs up to iCloud. So we knew, and we know at some point, 1.30 in the morning, she had Wi-Fi capability. At 7 a.m. that morning, the pair of them arrive at the fire station on 25th Avenue in Hillsborough. It's fire station number five. They ring the doorbell and interact with the fire crew, and they ask to use the phone. The story was is they were robbed and they needed to make a call. The fire crew thought this was suspicious and something was off about this, so they actually did call the police. The police arrived, and they interviewed Allison, and she's actually on body cam. And the family has reviewed this, that it was indeed her. Ben, ben indicates at this time that he does not wish to talk to them and has had committed no crime. So they do not interview him, um, which is kind of unfortunate because he actually has some outstanding warrants. So this might have changed this whole story. But Ben did end up making a phone call to his mother, and she arrives at the uh, fire station, and she picks him up. This contact is not reported to the mom, Misty, until a day or two into the initial search efforts when the body cam is shown to her and her, her family. So just so you know that. So mom picks them up. Mom then drops them off near Winco by Ben's mom's house. And we believe that this is the Winco near Cornelius Pass Road. It's like a whole little mall if you've ever been there. There's a Sonic, there's a Starbucks, there's a Kohl's, Winco, Starbucks would have been open. I don't. I think Winco would have also been open. But this is where they acquired a red truck. It's a little unclear, but it was definitely stolen. The, the notes from the family uh, spokesperson says whether it was stolen from here or stashed near here, we do not know. Okay, so they pick up this truck. At 8.30, Allison sends her mom a text via Facebook Messenger. So we know she has Wi-Fi capability at that time. And she says... Um, hey, I'm going to be home later this evening, so you'll see me. I'm having a good time. Everything's fine. So now skip to 9.30, and the Washington County Sheriff's Office has said that the red truck was at Jackson Quarry Road. So this is West Union and Jackson Quarry Road. They knock on a neighbor's door. Okay, so this area is still very rural. Now, when you go out there, the houses are starting to encroach on this, but it's really like where rural Oregon meets suburbs, okay? So there's still big properties with big farmland, very flat looking. It's not your typical Oregon Cascade Mountains where it's just dense, right? They knock on a door and uh, her name is Sally at actually 1045. And they call um, his grandmother at 10.45. So we called our mom, okay, now we've stole a truck, and now we're, we're 10.45 calling grandma. Sally gets the impression that someone's chasing them. Allison is definitely there at 10.45 in the morning, and Sally thinks that they're looking out at the cars. They're, it's, uh, Allison seems worried. She kind of seems stressed, but he calls grandma to have them come pick them up. 
Now, at 11.15, they are walking on Pumpkin Ridge Road. Grandma is now en route, and she is trying to find them. And apparently, Ben says they were hiding, too embarrassed to let Grandma find them. Which, again, I'm confused by, because you called Grandma, now you're hiding from Grandma, and she's going up and down the road trying to find you. Now, here's where the gap starts. From 11.15, they're walking on Puffin Ridge Road, and 3 o'clock is when Ben gets separated from Allison. And I asked Mom, I said, so why did they get separated? What was the problem? Ben says she was really tired. She said she couldn't walk anymore. She didn't want to keep going. I'm not sure where they were going. This was the other question. You know, this is just rural area. Like, where are you going to? Which is why mom thinks that they were running from somebody. They were hiding that he was doing drugs, especially starting from Friday night, but that Allison wasn't. Mom's perfectly aware that Allison definitely smoked marijuana, but we don't know her state of mind or her, uh, you know, where she was. And I think to mom's point, which was a really good point in my mind, is it doesn't matter if she was doing drugs or not, we still need to find her. And I thought that was a really, really good, valid point. So at three o'clock is when Ben says he gets separated because she's tired. So Bill Gaden's house is 30 acres. He has woods and he has ravine. They did have search dogs and found several points she had been there and Ben says that they had been on his property they find some things of hers on a property on Shipley and Pumpkin Ridge Road and it's in a vacant house that's for sale and um, when I asked mom she said no she wouldn't have left those things willingly so sometime after three is definitely when things went badly for her Ralph as you will hear he lives about one block from Bill Gaden's house And Ralph wakes up now on Monday morning at 7, 6 to 7 o'clock in the morning and finds Ben in the back of a truck in the backseat. He's soaking wet. He's disheveled, you know, wakes him up. Ben indicates his friends left him out here and he needed somewhere to get dry and to sleep. He does not mention Allison and Ralph gives him a ride home. So that's 6 to 7 a.m. But now it's noon, Ben's dad arrives home and asks Ben where Allison is. After he tells his father that he left her in North Plains, they allegedly go looking for her. Shortly after Ben's mother messages Misty asking if she's heard anything, but does not mention that Ben has been home or the fact that he came home without her. During the next few hours, Ben retrieves the stolen truck from Collins Road. Ben is saying, The car didn't work. The car broke down. Now, Dad drops Ben off, but Ben says, hey, you know, I want to get this truck. And he's like, well, what truck? Ben's dad lets Ben drive this truck to his friend's house. Well, so clearly it's working again. So there's a whole lot of missing links for me in that whole story. And then at 530, Ben's father now, apparently they've been searching her for five and a half hours. He phones in a missing persons report. At 6 p.m. that night, Misty gets a call at work to tell her that Allison's been reported missing. Only at this time is Misty aware that something is actually wrong. Family members make their way to North Plains and meet with Washington County 
at the time search began. So there's a whole lot of missing parts. And, um, you know, we know Ben had um, some prior runs with the law. He did drugs. So not sure how well his memory is or anything that happened. But they find that the truck was stolen. They also learn of unrelated charges and warrants against him. And so they actually arrest him at this time. Officials started their search on December 24th, but they ended it on the 28th. And I asked mom, you know, why did they end that? She says, well, because it had nothing to go on. A homeowner reported seeing Allison and her boyfriend in the area of North Plains. And dad says that Ben said they were hiking and got separated, which there is no, nothing to lead me to believe. A, there's nothing to hike really out there. Um, as I said, it's rural and whatever. She doesn't see, she wasn't even, I don't think, prepared by what I've seen to be hiking necessarily. So I just don't buy that. I decided to reach out to Misty because I found the Facebook page and they were still searching. And I just thought by the off chance she'd actually talk to us, maybe we could do some help. I remember hearing about this case in December and I honestly heard the story about the boyfriend in the back of the car and I thought, oh, He's done something to her case closed. Like, I literally thought she'd been found, unfortunately. I was really surprised to find out this was still an active case and that we were still searching for her. And she was gracious enough to say yes. I don't want anything more in the universe than to find her and bring her home. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Hey, I wish we were talking and meeting under different circumstances, but I really appreciate yeah. you. Um, taking the time to talk about your daughter. And I, yeah, wanted, of course. I wanted to let you know that I am recording that. Do I have your permission to record you? Of course. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, why don't you just start off by telling us about Allison, a little bit about her so we kind of know her. Yeah. Um, well, Allison is 20, and um, she lives at home with um, myself and her brother. Uh, she is a wonderful, kind, compassionate, um, sort of a free spirit. Um, she definitely loves nature, and she loves love. She celebrates love. And she's just a special lady, very silly and cute and uh, an advocate for people um, less fortunate. Um, she's an advocate for animals, sticks up for people. She always has, even in middle school, people are getting bullied. She'd always be right there. She has a lot of friends. She loves her friends. She loves her family. Did she have a lot of boyfriends, or was Ben kind of, like, she, the first thing? She only had a few boyfriends. Yeah, she just only had a few boyfriends. She wasn't, he was kind of a new relationship. We didn't know him that well. Uh, he, she actually met him in high school, and then they reconnected later on. They were just together a couple of months. Okay. It was super new. Was she also maybe a fixer, or, you know, kind of... Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. She, especially with like Ben, you know, he had a lot of um, issues and a uh, drug problem and she really just wanted to see the best in him and wanted to, you know, help him give him a better life and always was loving, encouraging. And, you know, until it, there came a point, she just said to him, you know, I, I hope that you get the help you need. And, you know, we both deserve better in our lives. And she, you know, broke up with him. And that was a week before she actually disappeared. Oh, so, so they were actually broken up, and then she decided to They spend... were broken up, yeah, and then she decided to spend some time with them that weekend, that weekend of the 20th. 
she hasn't returned since. I know at one point you said, look, even if she was using drugs, this isn't a reason not to look for her, which I completely 100% agree. But what, right. did she use drugs before this? And I think that she had, like a lot of teenagers do, yeah. uh, well, she's 20. I, I still consider her a teenager. Yes, she was I do too. Old, but, um, yeah, she experimented. Uh, that Friday night, um, I know she wasn't using drugs that weekend because that Friday night she was with a guy named Charlie Sinclair. Okay. And Charlie Sinclair said that her, him and Ben were actually smoking methamphetamines. Okay. And they offered her some, and she said, no way. You know, I know she wasn't using drugs that weekend. I know she did some marijuana, though. So was she talking yeah. to you about her breakup with Ben and her relationship with Ben, yeah. or was she kind of private? Yeah. No, she was, I mean, she talked to me about it. She was private during the relationship because I didn't really agree with her being with him. I know he had some trouble with the law, and... Um, you know, she, and she just saw the best in him. So he wasn't really allowing him over at the house. And, but when they broke up, she, yeah, she was definitely super honest with me about that. You know, the thing about Ben is that he was always really, like, loving and kind to her. And, you know, we've heard, we've had several people that would hang out with them that said, you know, Ben has treated her very well and always made sure she had everything she needed and very loving and doting on her. I honestly believe that her being missing really isn't anything nefarious that he did okay. you know I think that maybe he knows you know where she is but I don't think that he did something to her Ben and Allison call his mother and uh-huh. she picks them up at the fire station and mm-hmm. she drops them off so what I know is that um, she drops them off and at that point um it's the truck um was was mom I, like, was mom concerned that they had seemingly been up all night that she got this early morning phone call like she didn't say she didn't say anything to me about that she didn't okay. say like she just said they were in really good spirits having fun and um you know she she didn't really mention them like being on drugs but at the same time she's not going to be like oh my son's on drugs okay. you know what I mean she's not gonna, and Allison was so. seemingly fine she didn't seem out of the ordinary at that point yeah. okay I mean that's what she said you okay. know and then at 8 30 Allison messaged me um you know she said hey mom she said uh I spent the night with Ben where he stays last night um he's doing better but not the best and he's working okay. she said I will be home tonight and I love you so much and I have heard nothing from her since then. And we should note that so, she didn't have a phone. She had like an iPod Touch or something where she could message you. She had you a, a Wi-Fi she... only phone. Okay. Yeah, okay. she had a Wi-Fi only phone. She had to she had to be on Messenger. She had to have inter- like internet access. Okay. Uh, Wi-Fi access. I'm sorry to be able to use the phone. Okay. So I mean, she has she has a phone. I just it was broke and I and we hadn't got it fixed yet. That was actually yeah. going to be her Christmas present. Okay. Was getting her phone fixed. So. And. Do we know where that message was sent from? Don't. Because the phone was had been completely, like, wiped out. The woman took it to Sprint, had it, like, totally wiped out. Okay. And then she gave it to me. Okay. And, you know, that was that. So the other thing, the timeline, the 9.30 in the morning after she sent, she sent you the message at 8.30, and then at 9.30, the Washington County Sheriff says that the red truck is taken at Jackson Quarry Road. But that's the same truck yeah. that was assumed at 7.30. So let me understand. I know where Jackson Quarry Road is, but I don't understand 
what does that mean it was taken at Jackson Quarry Road? Was it taken to? It was actually, it was taken to Jackson Quarry because it was actually okay. stolen from the Cornelius Business Park area. Okay. And they took it to, um, they, he pulled into a house on Jackson, um, West Union and Jackson Quarry Road, the corner there. It's okay. a, it's a barn and a, and a home. And, yeah. you know, I've actually, I've talked to the homeowner myself and he pulled into their driveway, turned around and then was just kind of sitting there for a second. And then the man came out and was like, Hey, can I help you? And he said, I'm looking for something. He said some farm that I don't think the man could remember what farm he was looking for. Okay. Um, but then he sped off and then went up Jackson Quarry Road pretty fast, he said. But he got him on surveillance. On his surveillance, he got a picture of the truck. Okay. And, and Allison was in the car. She was perfectly fine. We don't know if she was in the car. We don't know. He didn't. He said that there was somebody in the car, but he couldn't see who it was. So okay. we don't know if it was her. We're assuming it was her. Yeah. Because right. at, you know, at 11, um, 1045... They were making a phone call at Sally's on a woman named Sally's house on Pumpkin Ridge Road. I'm sorry, it was 1045. Okay. Ben called his grandmother and said that they had been in, in an accident and that they needed a ride. She did come there to pick them up, and she drove up and down Pumpkin Ridge Road and never found them. I spoke to Ben from jail the first or second day Allison went missing, I, I had his father call me, you know, yeah. obvi for obvious reasons. And he said that he saw his grandmother, but he was too scared to get into the tr into her truck. So they were kind of hiding in, in the woods. Now, I believe that they were running from somebody. I believe that somebody was chasing them. Okay. And that's why they were scared to get in the truck. The last third-party sighting anybody saw Allison and Ben together or even saw Allison was that at like 11.15 Sunday morning, the 22nd, they were walking on Pumpkin Ridge Road. A FedEx driver saw her. Okay. And I'd spoken to the FedEx driver myself. That's the last sighting of Allison. That's it. There's been nothing else. No, there's been no contact. There's been nothing. People making statements that, oh, my neighbor said that they were, somebody was knocking on their door that night. Okay. But they didn't answer. So. Okay. A lot of hearsay kind of things. So what yeah. Is, so what does yeah. Ben say? What he says they got separated. At what point did they get separated? And he says they got separated around three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. He said that he's given a few different stories about why they separated. Okay. And I'm not really sure what I'm not sure why that is. Why he can't keep his story straight. But he told me that she was just tired and couldn't like couldn't walk anymore they've been walking through the woods for hours and hours and hours and she just she just said i'm i can't do this anymore and then just walked away from him there's a few different wooded areas but though the property he left her on is a man named bill gaden's house and he has like a he has a house he has a couple houses on his property and in the back of his house he has like a bunch of woods and like a ravine 30 acres or so okay. in the back of this house of wood. So, you know, we search and rescue was out there. We've been out there several times, you know, just looking and relooking and relooking. And did they use dogs? They did. They okay. did. And, and the sense specific dogs actually hit on Bill Gaden's house. Quite a few places, actually. It's been a couple months since the dogs have been out there. Okay. I'm not sure how long the 
the sense last, but mm-hmm. you know, we've had search and rescue had dogs out there. I've hired dogs to go out there. For me, as her mother, I want them to search the wall. On their side of things, they just don't have the resources to keep bringing people out there to search. And so when they ran out of information as to where she could have been, that's when they stopped searching. So we, as a family and a community, have searches every week, sometimes two, sometimes three times. We haven't done, we did one last week, I haven't done one this week because of social distancing and, you know, just kind of putting a wrench in my plans of searching. But, you know, we have searched so much of North Plains, and we just aren't finding her or anything. And the stuff that was originally found, and then there was apparently stuff that a realtor found in a house, where was this? That was it. Oh, that was the same place? Yeah. Okay, so the only stuff that has been found, because they didn't release, so they said before the 28th when they stopped that they found stuff of hers, and then in February, it seemed like then they released that a real estate agent found her stuff, so I wasn't sure if that was the same event or it was two separate events. No, that was the same event. Okay, so that was the same event. Yeah. Yeah. Was that stuff that you could see her leaving behind on purpose? She wouldn't have left without that stuff. That stuff was left there against her will. And I I truly, honestly believe that she's being held against her will somewhere. What about all these people that were at the party and that they were calling and then he then took the truck back to? Like, do they know anything? I mean, you know, we're in constant contact with them. You know, I've hired a private investigator who's been in contact with them. I... You know, I text message them once or twice a week, you know, just to kind of keep the lines of communication open. And they just don't know anything. They just, they say they don't know anything. I, I, I want to believe them, but at this point, I don't believe anybody. You know, he was found at 7 a.m. Okay. in the back of mm-hmm. Ralph's truck. Now, where did Ralph right. live in relation to where he was last seen, which was on Pumpkin Ridge Road, and then obviously the he- property on Shipley and Pumpkin Ridge? So he actually lives just like a block away from Bill Gaden's house. It's just such a mystery. Right? It's just such a mystery. How was Ben at the time when, because he was soaking wet, it says, in the back of a truck. How right. was his mental status at that point? Well, he'd been using drugs. So, okay. you know, he was pretty loopy and couldn't remember a lot of things. And, you know, I mean, spacey. And, you know, he, you know, he went home to his mom's Monday morning and never mentioned to her nothing was so I had been talking to Ben's mom through messenger on Monday morning I started messaging people through her through Allison's account Uh like hey Allison didn't come home last night have you seen her and Ben's mom happened to be one of those people and her and I messaged with each with each other all day long on Monday and she never mentioned to me one time that Ben came home without her that Ben and his dad were up had been up there looking for her not a word was mentioned to me until five thirty, six o'clock. They called me and said, Jesus. Ben left Allison in the woods. They've been looking for her, and we can't find her, so we've called the police. It's not right. Eight o'clock that morning, yeah. why, did, why wasn't anything said to me? Yeah. Nothing, not a word. Where was the truck at? The truck was off of a, on a property over off Collins Road. It was off of, like, an abandoned property. And when uh, when Don was taking Ben around to look for Allison, he mm-hmm. said, hey, Dad, I need to grab my truck. And he was like, what truck? And he's like, oh, yeah, I have a truck. <laughs> so he grabs the truck and he says, follow me to Charlie's. Parks the truck at Charlie's. After that, they decided to call the police. But the whole story of the truck not working is not true, then. The truck breaking I down. I don't think so. 
I, I honestly don't know. I don't, I, okay. I don't know where that, I don't know why he kept saying that. I don't know because obviously it was working. So okay. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I honestly think that when they were making the phone call, they ditched the truck. And when they were making the phone call at Pumpkin Ridge, I believe that they were being chased by somebody. Okay. Because Sally said that Allison was very scared and in shock and, like, muddy, like she had, like, I don't know, fallen out of a car or something. Okay. And she said that Ben kept trying to hide her behind one of their vehicles. She said after they left that a, a truck kept roaring up and back and uh, back and forth on their road. And Sally like, did. five times. Sally didn't see who this truck was? She didn't see it. She just kept hearing it okay. go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. How far from Sally's was the abandoned property? So, you can, if you drive it, it's probably a 15-minute drive. It's a few miles, probably like seven miles. Okay. Um, if you walk it through the woods, you can you can do it in 25 minutes. Okay. So there's a back way. There's like a there's. If I had a Google Google map, I can show you the straight a straightaway from the Collins property. How you can walk through the woods and get to uh, Pumpkin Ridge Road. Okay. From to Shipley to Pumpkin Ridge. So had she slept at all for two days? I have no idea. You know, her and I were messaging back and forth all weekend. You know, yeah. just like we you know we do. We talk to each other every day. You know, when she's out with her friends. That's kind of our deal. She just, you know, she just knows to, you know, message me. Mm-hmm. And her and I did all Friday, a few times Saturday, and then Sunday morning. You know, it's just, hey, I love you, Mom. I'm having, you know, I'm having fun. And if somebody does have or knows anything or has any information, who should they call? Well, they should call a tip line okay. at 503 846 our family is also offering a $5,000 cash reward that leads us to Allison. No questions asked. You can remain anonymous. It's just, it's plain and simple. You lead me to my daughter, I'm going to pay you. Yeah. No matter what, no questions asked. Your intuition feels like somebody took her from the abandoned yes. house. Yes. Um, I don't know if it was the people that were chasing them okay. or a stranger. And you feel like she's still out there? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yep. I feel her. I feel her spirit. I feel her, you know, I'm her mom. Yeah. You know, we're, her and I are incredibly close. I, I would know if she wasn't here anymore. Okay. I still feel her. I know she's alive. I know she's alive somewhere. Have you had dreams or anything? She's I've had dreams me. about a lot. Yeah, I dream okay. about her a lot. Yeah. Um, but they're always really good dreams. I don't have okay. any bad dreams about her. I did in the beginning just because I was so traumatized and, you know, I'm still traumatized, but my hope is so alive that... You know, I just dream about good things about her now. Okay. I did hear about the case. I immediately um, had suspicions about the boyfriend, and um, I thought the case had been solved and everything was a go by the sound. Like, like I didn't even realize she was still missing. So my apologies, and also, like, I feel like more needs to be talked about about this case because she's still missing. Absolutely. Like, we need to find she's her. This missing. isn't right. And I know, you know, yeah. I lived in that community my whole life until I was what 25 and I know there's really caring people out there and I do know there's a lot of land a lot of open land and everything but they're all farmers and um you know really really salt of the earth good people that would want to find her so oh we people out the people out in North Saints 
are have been phenomenal to us okay, and good. loving and caring and compassionate and let us you know do grand searches on their property I've, I've had one person say no and just because he was kind of just didn't really want anyone on his property you've checked all the people in the area to see if there's any people with bad records or any sure. nefarious yeah. stuff okay yeah I mean and there's a few suspicious people out there for sure you know, but law enforcement is doing their part. They're still investigating it. Good. This is still their top, their top priority. Okay, you know, we just, they just don't tell me about it. Yeah. Because it's an investigation, yeah. you know, um, our private investigator is hard at work, you know, interviewing people and, you know, and he worked for Washington County uh, major crimes for 30 years. He's a, you know, he's excellent. And yeah, and we I would never want to do anything to harm that. And certainly, I know you wouldn't either. We certainly want whoever has her to, to bring him to him or her to justice and get what she deserves and get her back. I'm glad Definitely. to hear that they're still looking to find her. Um, is there anything else you want to say? I want to give you a platform to be able to say whatever you want. You know, I, I just, if you, if you know of anybody out in that area that is creepy and you know, has underground bunkers that you know about it, Check it out. Call mm -hmm. call it into the tip line. Let the let the sheriffs know about it because you know that's going to be the that's going to be one of the ways where we will be able to find her is people know about any like secret like rooms that have been made. You know, you mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, I do. Sh bomb um, shelters and and the like. I mean, yes, all sorts of things. Yes. Yeah, basements. Yeah. If you if you know that, of people that have that, you know, you can remain anonymous and just call it into the tip line and. You know, they, they follow up on every single tip, so, And you know, was she, was she trusting, was she a trusting soul, like, or did she? Oh, the most trusting person ever. Just so trusting. Well, so, I, I yeah. am praying for you and your family and for Allison, and that I'm hoping that she's Thank staying you. safe and that she's um, well and that we can find her soon. And, and that I'm yeah. praying that law enforcement and your private investigator, um, are have all the information they need and can can find yeah. her because I know that you want to bring her home more than anything in the whole world. Yeah, it's a very dark time right now for us, and yeah. the only thing that will bring no light is her. There's there's a Facebook page um, called Missing Allison, and if you join that, that we update people about searches and, and events that going on, like anything to do with her, we post on there daily. So. Um, Join that group, and uh, you know, then you can be a part of the searches and stuff. So, okay, thank you for thank your time. You. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you so much, and God bless you and your right. family. Thank you. Thank Bye -bye. you. Take care. So, uh, Leslie, this was kind of a a learning thing for me because I make a lot of assumptions and I jump to a lot of conclusions. And I was so surprised to hear that Mom doesn't think Ben had anything to do with hurting her he actually she, she believes he may know more than he's willing to say but that she really thinks she's actually alive and she believes that somebody took her and somebody has her what did you think after listening to mom well i think it's important that any case that we start looking into that we do keep an open mind and not just jump to conclusions yeah. um i think that will be one big lesson for both of us to be able to go through that okay so some of my questions were the day that they said that they were robbed what day was that? They went to the fire station? That that was early, early Sunday morning. Okay. So, 7 so the 7 a.m., they said that they were robbed. 
And yeah. then, so he calls his mom at 7.30 in the morning for his mom to come pick them up, or 7 in the morning? Yep. And then why so would she drop him off at Winco? Like, why would they go there versus just home? Yeah, exactly. That, okay. That was, I've got so many questions for this mom. Okay. And, and Dan, quite frankly, but yes. Okay. Oh, she called and told her mom that she was going to be home that night. And then about 9.30, they were um, walking on Jackson Quarry Road, and they knocked on some stranger's yes, door. There was a, there's a picture of them later released from a neighborhood, from a neighbor's camera, that they were actually on Jackson Quarry Road at 9.30. So they stole the truck about 7.30 in the morning. They had it for two hours, mm-hmm. and then they're walking, and they knock on the guy's yeah. door. And I yeah, know that Point yeah. out, I think that they actually, yeah, you're right, you're right. Because 1045, they're on foot, and they call Grandma from Sally's house. Okay. Yeah. So they had it at least two hours. There's a gap between 930 and, and 1045 when they're at Sally's. Okay. Um, but they definitely had it for at least two hours, maybe three hours. So they called Sally at 1045. No, they went to Sally's house, and they called Grandma at 10.45. Okay, I get it. But they had been walking from 9.30 until 10.45? We don't actually know. Okay. We don't know when they dropped the car off at Collins Road. So between 7.30 and 10.45, we really don't know what they were doing with that truck. Correct. Okay. Correct. But we know the the truck got to Collins Road, and we know they got to Sally's house and called Grandmother. Now, you did mention that she seems stressed and worried about, you know, at, at Sally's house, right? Yes, yes. Now, that could be because somebody was chasing him. It could also be they were just in a stolen truck. Yes, for okay. sure. We don't know exactly. They could be strung out, although we, we think that she wasn't doing drugs. We don't know. She, you know, says, yeah, she smoked marijuana. She could have been paranoid. I mean... Well, he could have that slipped could have or something, been. or, I mean, we have no yeah. idea, and he doesn't remember. I don't, doesn't sound like it. So they called well, Grandma. he's not telling us. He's okay. not telling us. She did say, you know, this is still an active investigation, so the police are not telling her everything. She knows that they did question him uh, a couple days ago with more questions, and she's actually talked to him while he's been in jail, too. Do you know what the charges that he's actually in there for right now? Yes, I do. Unlawful use of a weapon. Assault and coercion, identity theft, and probation for the 2017 case. All right. Well, that doesn't sound good. No. Okay. Um, okay, so they called Grandma. They called her at 10.45 in the morning. Okay. So this three and a half hours after they called Mom. His Mom. Now they called his grandma. This whole Jackson Quarry Road where they were walking and they knocked on this guy's door, how far away is that from where they dropped him off at Winco? Um, it's a ways. They definitely drove. It's not, you know, a quick walk. And do they know where the truck was when they went to Sally's house? It was at Collins Road. Which is how far from where Sally lives? That's a great question. So I asked about the abandoned property where her stuff was found. She said it's about 15 minutes or a seven-minute drive. Okay. She said you can walk there in about 25. So I didn't ask about the Collins Road to Sally's house. So Collins Road is where the uh, the house for sale was, where everything was found, right? No. Collins Road was where the truck 
Okay. So we have Sally's house, we have where the truck was found, and then we also have the for sale house. Three different, totally yeah. different locations, but kind of all in the same area? Yes. 11.15 to 3 a.m. They're walking? Yep. And then he's strung out, so he's still going. She's tired, and um, she didn't want to continue anymore. Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. But he wanted to keep going? I guess. Yeah, that's why he left her. So he left her. Did he say where he left her exactly? He said they got separated. Uh, I don't know. If I'm walking with my husband, how do you get separated unless he's walking so far ahead? But my my husband or your boyfriend or a even somebody that you don't even like, if you're the only two people out at 3 in the morning, you're probably not going to get separated. So they separated on purpose. Oh, on purpose. Okay. I'm looking online right now at where Collins Road is. It is a cliff from North Plains. So he's saying they purposely separated. Correct. Okay. It's also December 20, what, at this point, 22nd? 22nd, yeah. So it's probably not very warm out, especially out there. It's closer to the coast. Yes. I don't even think she had a coat on. You know, when you're hiking, you get warm, but once you stop, you're probably going to get cold. Well, and it was cold outside. Does he know where they separated on purpose? He doesn't know exactly. No, at least I do not have that information. Okay. But does he say that he was at Bill's house? Yes. He did say that they were on that property? Yes. Together. So they supposedly split after that? Yes. But being that Bill is really close to Ralph's house, he didn't make it very far once they split. Correct. And he was no, ready. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. She was, she was, her personal texts were found on the property on Shipley and Pumpkin Ridge Road. So that's not, she wasn't at Bill's house. She okay. Was at some point. Is, is this house, the vacant house on Shipley Road between Bill's and Ralph's house? My thought is we know that they were at Bill's property with the dogs because it, the dogs were there and they smelled it, right? They right. hit points or whatever they call that. And then he's found on at Ralph's house, but is that vacant house in between where, you know, maybe something happened in between. And if he was so, like, ready to keep moving, why would he go fall asleep at Ralph's house? Well, Do you, exactly. What time did, they, did Ralph find him in the backseat of – I'm guessing this is Ralph's it. truck? Yeah, this is Ralph's truck that he was in. Is there any bodies of water over there? Why would he be soaking wet? Lots of little streams, it looks like. But no big bodies of water, no, like, man-made lakes that you can see? Well, certainly there are. Are you looking at a map? Can you screenshot that to me? Because then if we make a video, we can put that on there. And I'm wondering if it's better to have the map version versus the satellite version. Or both. Did you ask yeah. um, her mom if she could send us pictures or anything? I did not, but I'm sure she would. Okay. Um, she would send us pictures. It would be nice to have both. something if we create a video to go with this that we can add that with the maps. and. So I'm guessing that search area has to be between Shipley, Ralph, and Bill's house. Something in that circle. Yes. I think that's absolutely correct. And we know she was, yeah. But the problem is, is once she left that Shipley house, you know, what happened to her? 
So no actual things were found on Bill's property, just her scent. Just scent. And then yes. at this vacant house is where they found the items. Where did they find the items inside the house? Do you know? I do not know what room. And do you know no. what items were found? No, they are not disclosing that. And I asked her specifically on the interview, I said, would she have left without those items? And yeah. she said, no. She so they're important left. items. They're important items. Okay. How he got wet and why Well, he... it was probably raining. Okay. Right? Okay. And so he was out walking. Okay. Well, we but can look that up to of... see if it actually was raining at that time. Yeah. Just to, my, my, my worry is at, you know, the, if there's water out there. Yeah. But it makes sense if it was raining. It probably was. It was Oregon in, on December 22nd, um, which means she was probably soaking wet and freezing. And, and was, yeah, been up all night. I mean, I don't think they got any sleep because at one thirty she was at Wi-Fi capability and then 7 o'clock they're at the fire station. Yeah, where at one thirty did it, where did she connect to? Like what Wi-Fi was it? Do you know? No, they never found out. So apparently her phone had broken and her mom just hadn't gotten anything, gotten it repaired or whatever. So she got this cell phone that would have been wiped by somebody. We didn't talk about that part, but um, yeah, she just hadn't hooked it up yet, but she could yeah. use the Wi-Fi. And I also heard exactly. she was giving her a new phone for her for Christmas, Correct. which Correct. was only and in so, three days. Is that sad? So they were not able to figure out where she, that phone was pinging from. And being rural roads in the middle of the night, Anything Correct. could be, she could be, she could be at someone's house. She could be in one of the streams. She could be, I do know that the, from what I heard the, the interview, the mom does think she's still alive. And yeah. as we know from one of our other cases that we did, um, the mother knew that her daughter wasn't. She just right. felt and it. And I thought that was, I, I specifically wanted to ask her that. Like, yeah. What's your feeling about this? What do yeah. you feel? And she said, I feel like she's still alive. And, um, yeah, that, that did surprise me. And I was super happy because, um, you know, I had some preconceived notions about yeah. the case and I, I thought that was really great. Really want to find her. Yeah. Ultimately, I think all of us would. Ralph drives him Ben back to his dad's house. From where Ralph lives Correct. to his dad's house, how far away is that? Uh, I do not have that information. Because if it's if he does he live in Hillsboro? Uh, I don't know. I okay. would assume somewhere in that area. Yeah. So he drives him all the way back, and then Ben's dad takes him to go get the stolen truck. Yeah, and apparently he says, "Oh yeah, I need to go pick up my truck." And Ted says, "What do you mean your truck?" <laughs> And he still takes and him. Then, and then still takes him and then still lets him move the truck. And where did he move it to? Back to his house? He, he moved it back to the friends that he had spent the evening with on Friday night. Ugh. Which apparently the friends have been very cooperative with the investigation. At least with mom. She talks to them quite a bit. So either Ben knows something or he really just doesn't know anything. Yes. And that during their separation, something has happened to her or he had something to do with it. 
Those are our two choices at this point. And being it's a rural area, they're out in the middle of these boondocks. Like, I mean, I'm guessing when I drive out to the beach, you see that big elephant that says the garlic festival. Yes. Is that the area that we're talking about right now? Yes. Okay. Because there are like um, little patches of woods with land in between. And so there might be a row of trees that are separating the two properties. Correct. Okay. So exactly. when they're walking. And there's little streams and things that are about, about back there, but there's not a whole lot of stuff. Not big bodies of water or anything along like that. Yeah. And this exactly. is out towards the beach. So we're far enough from the mountain. There won't be big streams, big, huge. Okay. No. Those of us who live out there yeah. do not think this is out near the beach. Okay. Despite I just know it's on the way friend. to the beach, but I'm saying it's so far away from the mountain that in the mountain, we have a lot of water runoff. Uh, I had a boyfriend in uh, college that came to my house and he's talking on the phone to one of his friends. He's like, dude, I don't know. I'm basically at the beach. <laughs> you are not basically at the beach. Okay. Like, well, when you've run the hood to coast and you hit around that area, you're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. Like that is not true. Okay. I just know that it's on the way to the beach and that's kind of like the turning point. Once you get to that, like you're committed to going to the beach. (laughs) It is definitely rural. I will give you that. Because there's nothing past that point that you would want to go to unless you're going to the beach. Although North Plains is getting like more, there's more stuff happening there. So it is growing for sure. It is growing a lot and actually affordable housing is being put out there. So actually a lot more people are moving out there because they can't afford the prices of Hillsborough because Hillsborough's gotten it so expensive with Intel and high tech. So yes. And you know, I should add that mom says that um, when they were at Sally's house at 1045 and then they left, Sally kept hearing a truck revving up and down the road and coming back and forth. And so that kind of, I think, supports this idea that somebody was looking for them oh. in a truck. Okay. And I said, did Sally look? Did you know? No, Sally didn't look. She just kind of kept hearing it and kind of thought about it later. So um, I don't think she was too suspicious until afterwards going, you know, I remember that truck going up and down the road. And they seemed a little paranoid at that time. A little nervous. Okay. Well, then, so if Ralph and Bill had nothing to do with Allison, let's just say those are the two homes that we know, and there was this other people looking for him, like she honestly could be anywhere and not in that circle that I was thinking. Correct. Well, and honestly, there was a huge gap in time where, I mean, she she could have been, if if she was picked up, let's just assume mom's gut is right. She was picked up and taken somewhere. From 3 o'clock until the next day, actually it wasn't even the next day they started looking for her, that she could be anywhere. But here's here's the one thing, and I want to know after you listen to mom's interview, if you clued into, she said everybody's been great, and there's only been one person that has not allowed us to search their property. Which is? And, well, exactly. All night last night, I kept thinking, wait, why wouldn't that guy? Here's a, a 20-year-old girl that's gone missing. What would you have on your property that you wouldn't let the family of this missing girl come on your property and search? Now, are we talking about Ralph or a different person? No, this is a completely different person. She okay. didn't even mention the name. I have no idea. She just said everybody out there has been 
so willing to help and so gracious, so wonderful. Yes, come on my property, search, do whatever you need to do, except one person. Well, there's only um, a few reasons why somebody wouldn't let them, you know, search their property. And one would be she's there. Or it could be that there's stuff on that property that they don't want to be found. Well, and even that, I mean, they're not looking for gods of marijuana or whatever, like. Right, but it could be out there. Like if he didn't register it and, you know, he, he has more than his like three allotted plants or I don't even know the laws, you know, that you can have a couple. But if he's got more than that, maybe he's worried about something else that's too, super unrelated to this. Well, I know. I think that's what she assumed, but I just couldn't let go of that one. Yeah. The other thing that she she really wanted. But we don't know who that is. No, I don't know okay. who that is. And what I really she wanted us to stress was um, anybody that knows anybody that's suspicious, that has a basement, a storm cellar, a um, shed, you know, something that they just think is off or not right. You know, we've, we've seen these other cases where girls have been kept in strange places and locked up. Um, she really wants people to be aware of who their neighbors are. You know, that guy's weird. That gal's weird. You know, that house is weird. What's going on there? You know, kind of paying attention to who lives around them. And because what they're getting, I'm, what items that they have, because I think you're, that yeah. is a key point. If somebody would have paid attention to that, what was that guy? It was at Ohio with those girls that lived in yeah. his house forever. Yeah. Maybe when they went to visit his house, which people did go in and all the doors were locked. Right. You know, there, that might be an indication something's going on. Um, okay. So here's a thought I had was these people are, maybe are looking for them. What yeah. if they caught up to them? And they take her, he goes running, he, he's actually hiding in the back of the truck and then falls asleep. For sure. So he maybe doesn't want to say where he thinks she is because that would put his life in danger with these people that are looking for him. Yeah. Like if it's like a, a drug thing that when, you know, people are very unpredictable sometimes when they're on drugs and maybe he's fearful, you know, maybe if they offer him some sort of protection, maybe he would talk. Okay. That, that's just one scenario. Right. And then there's this other right. one, like you're saying he could. Yeah. But it's been three months. Thing. Well, that's my thing about it. Like, are you not enough worried about her safety that you would, you know, rat on them and tell the police the whole story so they can get her and find her like she's missing do you not care about her enough the fact that she cared about you well he definitely knows more than what he's saying i think when it comes to the whole story and or maybe he just doesn't even remember well that's that's the possibility i think you know and, and like sally was saying she looked you know, kind of worried or disheveled or whatever, like I'm kind of putting words in her mouth, but, um, you know, was it just maybe she had smoked some marijuana and she was nervous and she knew they'd stolen the truck. And so it wasn't, you know, a big scary deal, right? It was just, it's not what she was comfortable with. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't ask mom, but I, I would love to know, like, was she comfortable? Would she have been comfortable with all this stuff? Would she have been comfortable with stealing a, a truck? 
would she have been like, no, I don't want to do this. This makes me nervous. Like, I'm afraid we're going to get in trouble. Was she nervous with the police? It sounds like it's kind of a normal thing for the boyfriend, though. Like, if he went back to it, like, who goes back to a truck? Like, Yeah. But she seems like, from mom's description, you know, a good girl. Who just Uh, got mixed up with a bad boy. Yeah. Right. And kind of wanted to fix him. Well, and I think everybody deserves a second chance. And if she was willing to take that on him and he just wasn't ready to be that person yet. Well, and I don't know about you, but at the age of 20, I still thought that, you know, bad boys were kind of cool. So, you know, I thought I could fix them. Right. Because you're not thinking long term at that point. Yeah. 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 Well, Poop, what do you think? You know, I... I just, I, I want more from Ben. I want to bust his chops a little. Yeah, and it's hard, like, to think. I think, I mean, I'm guessing that the circle that they're looking in is at one. And they're not just, they want to look in people's houses. And when they are doing these searches, are they asking people to, like, look in their houses, too? No, no, just on their property. Because they're really not going to find her... Like, well, and I think my thing would be like, I would, I would even, I would even sign something and say, look, I will not, whatever I see on your property that is not related to my daughter. Oh, there is a, a missing persons. Um, I should, we'll go through, I'll go through that as well. But, um, anything I find in your property that is not legal, that has nothing to do with my daughter. Yes. Will be mute. Like you, I will not even. I will pretend like I don't even know it. Right. Like, so I think that might be the key to the one guy. If there's something else that he's doing in his house that is illegal, let's just say, wouldn't that be the perfect opportunity to let somebody? If we're not going to say anything else. Right. Exactly. And it's yeah. not in his house. It's on his property. Yeah, but like, what They're are they looking house. for on the property? Like things of hers or actually her because if she's been taken she's in somebody's house i think all of the above okay but you know there was that other guy who was had those girls in like sheds on the property yeah but in that case you would think that um this was pre-planned this guy had already had this you know shelter built and if if the the story or if if it is true that she was taken from this house for sale, right? Literally, they would have had to know she was there, so it would have had to been close to that house to see. Oh, there's lights on in that house. That house doesn't have an owner. I know that that house is for sale and it's vacant. It's been vacant for a while or whatever. Like, who's in that house? Let's go check it out. Yeah, I'm it would curious. Be like a crime. A crime of opportunity. When I'm wondering, like, was her stuff in, like, one of the bedrooms? Was it just, like, in the front door? Because then it would say maybe were they hiding and that that stuff was found in a closet. Was that stuff stashed there after the fact? And the police are not saying because, again, it is an active investigation. And I think that they are probably using that, keeping that tight to the vest. Does Ben say they went to that house? Uh, I do not have that information. Okay. I should also say there is a tip line. If you have any information about this case, if you remember anything from December 22nd, December 23rd, 
Um, there is a tip line. It's 503-846-2700. And there is a $5,000 reward to any lead that helps them find, find Allison. No questions asked. Uh, mom does not care what that person has done. If it leads to Allison, she will give them $5,000. She does not care. So, um, and then also they have Missing Allison Facebook page. Um, if anybody has any, anything that they saw, anything that they know, anything that they're suspicious of right now, you know, I have a neighbor, this guy seems weird, or this property seems weird, this shed, he's, you know, whatever. Like, we've heard of these stories. These things do happen. Tell somebody. You know, the worst thing is to go, you know, that never did feel right to me, and not say anything. For mm -hmm. sure. Good job, Melissa. Ooh, thanks, I'm so dude. proud of you. Thank you. I know this was a good one, huh? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.